And this is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it. You're a coach, author, speaker, and you're looking for the best return on your time and investment. We're giving you full access to how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your pod. We're brother and sister. Join our family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure. Let's get amplified. Hello, family, and welcome back to Amplify You. Today, we have a special guest expert on with us. We brought on Janine Graham from Soapbox Speakers. Janine enables you to be heard above the noise so you can inspire your audience to action. And she wants you to know that you can start exactly where you are now. Welcome to the show, Janine. Thank you so much for having me. We're super excited to have you. Thanks for coming on. What's really cool about Brayden and Janine right now is they can actually see each other through their windows almost. <laughs> they can wave at <laughs> each other. So for those of you that are just listening, they both have windows in the background and they live so close to each other that they can probably wave to each other out the window. It's super funny. <laughs> it's bringing the, pod, the audio podcast into real life. We can actually see it. It's crazy. So <laughs> Janine, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about Soapbox Speakers and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So Soapbox Speakers is a full coaching program. Um, I do one-on-one coaching with uh, different business people, usually people who have heart-centered service-based businesses. And I work with them to create their ideal and unique content and their unique idea and support them to become authentically confident in delivering it uh, wherever they need to go with that. Um, and, and that really transforms their ability to speak to their ideal client. Cool. So from that, you know, from doing one-on-ones, I got really passionate about doing it in groups. And uh, I love working with groups of people and, and watching people support each other. And so I also do a masterclass program and I'm starting to play with an idea of opening up a mastermind series for novice speakers. So might be in the future. Well, I can tell you living in the same community as you, how popular public speaking is in our neighborhood. I know there's probably four to five Toastmasters within, you know, five minutes of my house that I could attend at any given time. And so you know that there is a demand for people wanting to learn how to speak and what that can do uh, to help them grow in any business that they're in. So what kind of speakers are you working with? So most recently, I I worked with two amazing TEDx speakers for TEDx Chilliwack. And we worked over the period of a couple of months to develop their idea, to work on their delivery. And they just uh, took the stage a couple of weeks ago. So I'm working with those kinds of speakers, but I'm also working with more of the business people, people who really want to speak to help promote their business and to to start developing relationships with their ideal clients that are out there. Um, I really found that doing public speaking for your business just opens up so many more avenues and opportunities to to business owners that you wouldn't otherwise see. And it also gives people a chance to see you and to see if there's an alignment of values, even before you start connecting, start going down the road of developing a relationship. So I found that that's really, really valuable. But the other side of that 
is that there is some skills and some work that people need to do so that they can really showcase their business and who they are and their brand from the stage. And so that's where I've been stepping in with people. That's so amazing. And, you know, as we work with podcasters, helping them get their message out there, getting their, their speaking skills profound and, uh, you know, and, you know, just getting, just getting used to hearing the sound of their own voice. Are there some skills that you could suggest for me being a speaker coach that would maybe be transferable to those that are just new to getting started to working online and being on, you know, at the, the virtual stage of a podcast? <laughs> That's so awesome that you asked that, Michelle. Absolutely. There are definitely transferable skills. And I was just working on <laughs> my own practice of those kinds of skills. And I can't say enough about doing your own videoing of yourself and just getting comfortable with that. And so I was, I was filming a little film segment and, you know, it's so hard for me to do. So there's practice involved in just taking video of yourself on your phone. It doesn't have to be perfect and just watching it back and seeing the places where you'd like to improve. And a lot of the time, what I hear from, from clients is that they don't like the sound of their own voice. Do you get that too? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just even listening to our own podcast back, I'm like, oh. I personally listen to this podcast on two times speed. I sound much better when I'm talking faster. Right. So as a public speaking coach, I work with my clients to develop a warm-up routine beforehand so that we get out of that kind of grumbly morning voice and, and that we can really sound our best the first word out and in your introduction. And so I can give you a really fun tip. Oh, do I still have it? Oh, I do. I still have it from the other day. For those of you who are, are watching this, you're going to be able to see this straw. It's a, it's a wonderful tool for speakers and singers and podcasters alike. And I do this really fun exercise with clients. Do you guys want me to demonstrate it on air? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. We'll, we'll uh, explain what you're doing. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, it's a it's a really simple exercise any straw will do and what I'm going to do is a pitch glide so from really low range of my voice I'm going to stress it and then I'm going to go all the way up to the high end of my range of voice and then down again and what that does is that really calibrates the vocal cords the physical part of your voice so that you get to the correct pitch so that you're not all gravelly because you know how that can be really tiring if you're speaking like that a lot uh, and sometimes it takes you back. So this calibrates it. So I'm just going to give you a little demo here, you know, really going for the gold today. Here we go. <laughs> and so if you do that a couple of times, see, can you hear the, the change in pitch just slightly in my voice there? Yeah. That's coming up to my natural pitch. And it actually takes less energy for me to speak now. Wow. That's fascinating. So, <laughs> all because of a straw. That's right. So Wait, that is one tip. Straw, is that, are you blowing or are you using your voice? I'm blowing and using my voice at the same okay. time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that helps you find your natural range uh, a lot easier. I know when I'm about to go on stage, given a few presentations in the last couple of days and I noticed that my oxygen levels are very low and I have to stress to get some air past the top of my chest so that I am speaking clearly that I am actually just not going to pass out <laughs> to be honest. 
and also that my voice isn't shaking when I'm presenting the information. What would you suggest for breathing techniques before going on stage? Yeah, really great question, Brian. That is, that's actually the first thing I do with clients as part of a four-step warm-up that I develop for that with them, and that's about breathing. So. I do it with putting my hands on my chest at the top here and then one on my diaphragm and really doing a big deep belly breath that I can see and feel my hand uh, move even from the bottom with my diaphragm and then up at the chest. And then if you do that a couple of times and are really listening in to your body, you're going to feel where there's natural tension even before you speak. And so by doing all those breathing exercises, you can start to relax the tension and to calibrate your body without thinking about it, how to breathe. And then you become way more sensitive in the moment as you're speaking, you're like, oh, I'm breathing up here in the top of my chest, it's starting to be tense. You can just take a natural pause, take a nice deep breath, feel your belly expand, and then speak again. And perhaps more slowly, because what you're perhaps doing is speaking really quickly and you want to just get it out and you're all up here in the top of your... And if you just breathe a second, your audience will appreciate it. Because believe it or not, and maybe you notice that, and probably, I wonder if it happens in podcasting too. But I notice when I'm in the audience and a speaker is speaking and they're shallow breathing, I start to shallow breathe too. Yes. Uh, and because we're mirroring, we're mirroring body language. And I wonder if that happens the same if you're just listening to people and you can hear audibly their breath if you just start to shallow breathe. So... I wonder if it would serve the audience to just take a deep breath. That's amazing. We should stop our podcast and like everyone take a deep breath, everybody. <laughs> and you know, it's really interesting that Brain that you brought this up because I just got back my sizzle reel from um, when I was speaking in Asia. And unfortunately, the first it was the first one that they uh, our first um, our first talk was in Manila. Well, and the one that I did. I feel like it I was the later on in the afternoon and it was like stuffy and humid and like I felt it was hard to breathe in the room. So when I got on stage, I felt confident, I felt relaxed, but my breath came out and my voice came out like almost like panting and shallow and like it felt like I was like <laughs> not able to catch my breath and it came across so horribly in the recording. So, you know, I, li I really appreciate those breathing and it's interesting because then the next country we did the next talk the next day no problem it was like a different experience it was a different room it was a different air temperature as well um, but I also think there was two things that were different one was my slides were behind me in one of the talks and the other one I had um, a confidence monitor in front of me for me I felt like I could be more relaxed I think and slow down when the confidence monitor was in front of me rather than having to rely on like remembering my slides maybe that made my breath speed up I'm not sure but can you have you seen that happen to um, speakers before I haven't seen it but I do know that it is a really um, common phenomenon Michelle especially when you're traveling mm -hmm. and for your voice and your lungs to to have stress on them and especially if you're in a, in a place that has higher levels of pollution mm -hmm. or the humidity is different that really affects our bodies. And there are definitely some techniques that professional speakers use in order to help mitigate that. And one of them is just to take a really nice steamy shower mm. before you go on and just to clear that out. And to just be really aware that you're hydrating from the inside as well. 
to making sure you're moving any of those pollutants that are coming into your body. So four liters of water is what I recommend to all of my clients two days before they speak to just flush all of that out. Um, and so absolutely, I, I know that that can happen. And the more that you speak, and it sounds like you were doing lots and lots of speaking, um, that can happen. And if there's any kind of, you know, ear tips, allergies even, or if you're starting to come down with something, especially if you've been traveling, we all get colds when that happens, you know, if you're on an airplane, oh goodness. Um, so it's, it's absolutely, it's, it's just physiological. And like you just said, you were feeling really great, you know, mentally, and you were feeling really prepared. It's physiological for sure. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. you say that. I think you're, you must be right because I think it was partly to do with dehydration and jet lag. And then if I'm yeah. thinking about the two venues, the first one, I was inside and outside all day long, going between the two where there's high pollution outside, humidity, and like not used to that heat. And then going inside where the air conditioning quality probably wasn't very good. The second day it was all inside and totally air conditioned. And I was there for eight hours before I spoke. So I think that definitely, and it was, it was another week later. So it was probably a lot more time to get used to that kind of um, atmosphere. And thank you for that. That makes, it makes a lot of sense. And good to know next time I speak internationally and I'm flying somewhere, I'm going to have a lot more water and a lot more, uh, a lot more hydration. <laughs> and I love the idea of a shower before too. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Self-care is so, so important. Um, especially if you're traveling and if you're doing a lot of speaking or if you're doing regular speaking, because we don't realize how much our bodies are affected by that stress until you're up there. And I think you experienced that, and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good. My body is seizing. And you don't want that, right? You want to be your best. For sure. And then I think I panicked myself. So I did like then get out of breath. And that sounds so bad. So I'm gonna have to do a recorded voice over the, the sizzle reel, unfortunately, but that's okay. I'm gonna learn a lesson learned now and, and I'll do better next time. Yes, yes. You're giving, us some, you're giving us some great technical tips on the physiology of speaking. But when you were talking about some of the work that you do with your clients, you use the word uniqueness and authenticity. So what are the mental sides of and the, um, the work you do with people around their confidence in their message? Yeah, really great question. I think in this day and age, we, there's so much, we feel like there's so much competition. We feel like, you know, we aren't unique. And that, in my experience in working with clients, is a mental block. And that's great news because it's something that if you're willing to go to the next layer, the next layer, the next layer, you're going to get to your unique idea that's really going to serve the people you want to work with, your most ideal client. And one of the, te the techniques, and now I'm going to share this little tip for you um, listeners, is I have my clients write out their idea and I have 10 questions that that they utilize to help clarify what that is. And um, I, I get them to do that four times. Four times, and it's a really quick exercise, and they get you know 30, minutes, 30 seconds to one minute per question, and they have to do this four times. And you know what? The fourth time is the golden ticket idea. Once they've gotten through this headspace of, oh, I should do this idea, or, you know, I heard that this is the best way to go, or, you know, this is popular right now, 
when they get through all of that, the fourth idea, oh man, it just rings like a bell, let me tell you. So that's my tip for you. <laughs> wow. Four times through 10 questions to clarify yeah. the message. Yeah. To clarify your unique, your very unique message. The one that, that's yours. The reason why you are here. The reason why you chose your business and why you love it. Because that's what people want to talk about. And then the confidence comes. Yes. Right? Because they're talking about your passion. Exactly. Exactly. And there's a reason that we get along so well with you. <laughs> as as Raiden was just about to say, our tagline and what you speak about are exactly in alignment. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when we were working with people to get their podcast launched and we're looking for them to find their uniqueness so that we can broadcast it for them is because we know that once you find that piece of information that you are destined to share, you can talk on that for as many episodes as you need. The shows that only get to four or five, 10 episodes and then kind of fall off is because we were trying to fill a void or we're trying to talk about something that we think is important but is not actually what drives us. So once we get to that driving factor, that piece that we just need to answer, we can talk for hours and days and have our weekly episodes go on for years. Yeah, absolutely. I totally, totally agree. As, as a public speaking coach and living in Vancouver, Lower Mainland, there are many other people who do something similar to what I do. And it took me a really long time. It's, it's been three years in my practice. So now when I've found that spark really for me, and now I'm like, oh, yes, I want to talk about all these beautiful, wonderful things. And you're right. You can, I can just talk for days now. <laughs> well, we'll have you on for days then. <laughs> yeah. I can relate that to that too because I couldn't start my own podcast for a long time. And I was just like, I just couldn't figure out what it was. Like I had all these interests, but it wasn't because I wasn't speaking about what I was truly passionate about and truly interested in. And we see that with some of our clients where they, they fizzle out after – you know, a few episodes or 10 episodes and they have to restart the process again because, and which is fine to do that. I mean, that's how another way, that's a longer process of eliminating those, those headspace ideas, but knowing when it's like a true, the true, the speed, the, the truth is being spoken is when you can sustain that for a much longer period of time, which I just love that you said that. Yes. And, and the same is true with public speaking because it does take uh, several iterations before you really get it. And, and I experienced this with my own speaking about, you know, the things that are really important to me, the core, my core message about being intentional around your public speaking. It takes many, many iterations. It's taken three years to really perfect what I want to say. Um, so I absolutely get it. Yeah. Can you tell us a little more what you mean by uh, intentional around your message? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that, in my practice I've, and working with professional speakers, I really noticed is that people often get on stage or talk on the phone with potential clients or go to networking events or perhaps even podcasts without a real sense of what they want to achieve and understanding what, it, what their purpose is with a particular talk. And deeper than that, they don't, under, they don't quite understand how they want to emotionally show up giving that talk. Mm -hmm. And then even further to that, they don't know how they want their audience or their listeners to feel afterwards. And 
because so little of what we say, the words, is actually remembered by our audience. It's all about how we have made them feel. We don't, we don't think about that. We get so caught up in this idea of perfecting our words, of writing these scripts, that we forget that we're just talking to a bunch of human beings that are gonna mirror how we feel on stage. And we show how we feel through our body language, through our tone of voice. Like, um, and we don't realize that we also need to think about those things. And it comes from intention. And when we're so intentional, and we've got our purpose, that, that unique idea that we just talked about, and we know how we want to feel, how we want others to feel, what we want to accomplish with this particular talk, what's the outcome, what are the actions you want your audience to take, then it the words stop being so important. Mm. And the confidence level goes up. You stop having so much anxiety about that perfection around the words. And that's why I love intention. As long as you've got a really clear and solid, strong intention that you've really worked, you know, you're really gotten in touch with, because again, it's that four layers deep thing, right? It's not surface level intention. It's really deep intention. That's when you are an amazing, aligned, confident speaker. That's my... It sounds to me... I love that. <laughs> and if I could reiterate, it sounds like if you are nervous or uncomfortable presenting the perfect wording it's not going to be as strong as if you're messy and uh, goofy but excited to present in an unprofessional way it'll have exactly. more impact with the energy that you put into your presentation exactly and because you're then focused on the service that you're bringing you're you're focused on the benefit that you're bringing to your audience you're not focused on you and this is something that I also really see, and I don't know if this is common in podcasting as well, is that speakers really want to tell their story. They have amazing stories, and they've gone through amazing trials in their lives, and they want to share that with people. And that's beautiful. But the audience needs to have a reason why to listen to it. Yeah. There has to be an overall message and action that you want them to take, something that you want them to do with this story. It, it doesn't just end with the story. And so we have to think about that ahead of time in order to have the biggest impact. And that's about having that intention of how are you going to serve your audience? How are you going to bring them value and a benefit while you're speaking? Well, you're bringing tremendous value to our audience today by sharing these awesome tips. It's been really great to here, like how we can take some really good tools that you've taught us to transfer them into podcasting. Are there any other things that you see or you've heard podcasters doing that as a speaker coach, you could be like, you know, maybe we should not do that. <laughs> or maybe we should work on those skills a little bit. I'd love to hear what some of those might be so we can prevent our poor audience from having to go through that. <laughs> um, the thing that I... I really, I'm not a voice coach. I've worked with a fabulous voice coach who really supported me and my program. And so a lot of the things that I have learned are from her. Um, and so when I listen to podcasts, I, because it's so auditory, the voice is so key. And what I hear a lot is the, the, that there's a lot of that low resonance. And especially for women, there tends to be... Um, that 
that right that happens and um sorry can you say that again (laughs) (laughs) where we get into that low register like we've had a pack of cigarettes or something (laughs) the basic uh and it doesn't sound empowering and it, it doesn't sound musical and easy to listen to and i think that that is one of the things i would wish most for podcasters is to to feel okay and feel confident in their voice and the sound of their voice so that they can be listened to and to break that barrier of just of that auditory piece down so that we can really get to the goods of what you're saying. Because I think tone of voice can become a barrier to hearing the message. People will turn off and tune out um, if it doesn't, if it grates in the ear because you know, we all are, are exposed to so much noise in our world, noise pollution right now. So having that, that extra leg up around being confident and comfortable, doing your star exercise even to bring up your pitch and, and maybe even working with a voice coach. If there's, you know, if you're coming down and dips or if you've got a grating sound or if you're going into a low power voice. So thinking about that. Those are really great ideas. I really like that. And, you know, you said, you know, it um, wouldn't hurt to have a voice coach. And I also think that there's so much value in what you're teaching as well, that for podcasters out there probably have not thought about this, but what a great idea it would be to go see a speaker coach who can help you with your message, your clarity, so you can have that intention in your voice and in your pitch. Also work on the voice levels, all those great things that you just mentioned. I think that's really important for our audience to really you know, just know that that's available and that's something out there that it's not just for people who are speaking on stages, but literally you are speaking on a virtual stage. So these do apply to you as well. We might not be moving around and have as much, you know, slides or excitement in the background or audience interaction as you would normally on a stage. But I think there's a lot of similarities that can be transferable back and forth. And I think what a great idea. You're really serious about your podcast to hire a, a, a coach to support you with those kind of things that your podcast coach that's getting you started and out there might not really know those skills, right? It's a, they're two different, completely different things. And if Absolutely. I could follow up on that with a question, Janine, is how much more impactful or how much more should somebody work on their message without the slide presentation or without the hand movements and gestures that they're going to give on stage. If it's just purely an audio conversation, how different is that in preparation of their message? I think the internal preparation is the same. Working on your intention, being confident, working on your voice, those elements will always be the same. Um, not having a slide deck and, and being more willing to speak conversationally is absolutely uh, a benefit <laughs> and um, that you don't have if you're a TEDx speaker and you know you're working off scripts uh, so there's definitely less pressure there for sure um, so I think there's still a huge benefit in, mm-hmm. in working on those other aspects and I think as as podcasting gains more traction and there's more possibility for amazing podcasters, people who are excelling to, to do public speaking and to be more visible. And so, you know, you become, you, you get in front of audiences, you go in front of cameras to really go to the next level. That's 
that's when you start incorporating those pieces of more script, more content, um, specific things, and perhaps a slide deck if you like. Yeah. Cool. So where should a newbie who's never done public speaking before, where should they start? Oh, where should they start? With, with understanding who you want to speak to. Who you want to speak to. Not what you want to speak about. Who do you want to speak to? What is, what is the change you want to bring to the world? Start there. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Up-leveling up -leveling your skills. Just say that again. We lost you for a second. I went on mute. <laughs> uh, start, yeah, start with who so that you can become more passionate and really feel awesome about what you want to talk about to the world and then go to curiosity about up-leveling your skills, up-leveling, you know, how to write um, a properly structured talk or whatever that's going to look like, creating that slide deck, um, working on body language and voice tone. Those are all secondary. Mm. And I think too often we put the cart first. We go with the, let's develop the content. Be passionate about who you want to serve first. I think that's so important because it's true. You can have that who you want to serve in mind while you're creating all the other things in the cart too, which is, that's, that's a great, it's a great reminder to, to keep who you want to serve and who do you want to make a difference in the world too. First, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the first thing we teach our podcasters too, which I didn't, <laughs> we didn't really think about in that, in that way, but that is, that is definitely, definitely great. So Janine, well, Oh, so glad, right? Just going to say the first question we ask people is who's listening to your show? Who are you talking to? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Starting with the who is a great point. Yeah. I love it. So Janine, where can our audience find out more about you, work with you, uh, get in touch with you? How do they do that? Absolutely, Michelle. So you can go to my website. It's www.soapboxspeakers.com. Or if you want to email me directly, you can. It's Janine Graham, all one word, at soapboxspeakers.com. I also do a few things on Facebook, and I'm starting to do a few more blog posts with tips and tricks. Some of the ones that we talked about today, you're going to be, you are now the first to hear about it before I've even blogged about it. And uh, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Amazing. Love it. That's so great. Well, I'm super excited to continue having you on maybe down the road again as an expert for our podcast listeners out there. I think it's such valuable information that you share and your experience is so amazing and we just love you. So thanks for sharing your time with us today. You are so welcome, Michelle Brayden. Thank you so much for having me on. Cheers. Thank you, Janine. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to share your message with the world, head over to mypodcastcoach.com to download your free podcast launch plan. And head over to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. Until next time, be your own unique genius.